Hello! Welcome back to the Spilling the Tea podcast. Hello! Uh, I am Gabriel, your your host, and then we have... Tina Paul, your, your co-host. Super host! <laughs> It's she's she's got superpowers of being a host, in that she's lived such a yes, storied we, life. We actually we're not sit, we levitate during these sessions. We just kind of float. In we the air. do, except I'm not the one causing it. It's all Tina. Um, she does it with her mind, like Professor X. Uh, wait, no, he's a telepath, not a telekinetic. I'm sorry to all the X Men fans. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, in this podcast, we start off with a delicious tea review, and then we talk about Tina's life, because it's very, very interesting, and deserves to be preserved in perpetuity and eternity. <laughs> so, uh, t- to all the people in 3500 AD, um, hello. Hello, right. <laughs> Sorry we destroyed Forever the world, ever. but okay. I hope you enjoy this. Um. Today we're drinking Blue Lady Black Tea. Um, The description is, it has a uniquely sweet taste with passion fruit, grapefruit, orange, and grenadine flavors. The reason why they call it Blue Lady, this is from the English Tea Store, is, I'm reading it here, of all the recorded ghost sightings in North America, Ghosts. more people report seeing a blue lady than any other apparition. Often appearing only for brief moments, these spirits materialize, show their hauntingly beautiful forms, and then disappear. Um, and so they named the, the tea in honor of these beautiful apparitions. Now, I... Mm. I then thought about the beauty of women and how they are abused <laughs> for their beauty and often killed or um so it's the ghosts the ghosts this to me is like the ghosts of women who have suffered at the hands of rape um, and the other thing too is that I've been researching um, what was called the comfort women, and this is in Korea and Japan, pre World War Two and during World War Two. Japan. I'll make this real brief. Japan had already. J- Japan had occupied Korea, China, and stuff in the thirties, late twenties and thirties. And what they would do is, at, at, with the Korean and Chinese women, um, they would either kidnap young girls or they would say, you know, it's wartime or, you know, of course it was wartime in Korea too. I mean, when you're under occupation. Right. And so they would say, oh, um, let your daughters come with us. This is from 13, 14 years old to 19, mostly. Um, and we're going to put them to work in factories. You know, the Japanese are saying this. They even said it to their own people, to Japanese families. What they would do, though, is they would, they became the comfort women, girls, for the Japanese soldiers. 
So they would have them literally like in barracks, in, you know, in these crappy barracks. And they were, they would work a lot from literally nine to five. Every 15 minutes, a man would come in and rape them. Jesus. Um, so we're talking on average 60, 60 episodes of, of forced in, intercourse per day. On weekends or when the soldiers were off more, it would be for anywhere from 100 to 300. Oh, my that God. That it's like every four minutes, as soon as the guy jacked and got it off. Yeah. And the women, these young girls, you know... The, they yeah, can't escape. No. There's no place. To, there's no place to escape to. They're you know, fed very poorly, no sanitation. Mm. Um, they would often just be hemorrhaging oh. because their insides were just ravaged. Yeah, and yet the men would still come in, and they didn't care. They didn't care. There wasn't like, oh, send her to the doctor, or she needs a few days off. It was over and over and over. So I was, I was thinking about it's it's you don't hear about them, the comfort women. Um, no. But it's another whole thing. And then it, it, I was thinking about Ukraine, the war in U Ukraine. You know, with with even like older people my age, seventy one, eighty, getting raped by the Russian soldiers coming in from. There was even a three year old. Oh my God! Um, so so I, so then it it made me go. You know, fr you can go back Greek mythology from from the beginning of mankind. Women have been raped. Yeah. Every war, it's you rape and pillage, and so this is a topic that I thought is not. Only in the past, it is happening right now to someone. Right this very second, it's happening to a woman. And because I swear it's like a flaw in mankind of abusing women in this way, it will, even if someone listens to this 200 years from now, someone's going to be getting raped at the same time. Yeah. Um... I don't understand. I, sex is great when it's consensual. I don't understand the psyche, power trip, whatever, or the need to force yourself on a woman just because she has a hole. You know, I, I, anyway. So I thought, I mean, this is, this is, I've come to terms with all this stuff, but I thought maybe... I would talk about the different rape situations I've been in, and um, it may let someone who's listening, or if they're listening right now to this, to go, you're not alone. Um, and for, to know that I, for my f any future generations, nieces, nephews, or whatever, who listen to this, um, I am not ashamed. There is a stigma that happens with women that they, they're bad ladies. They ask for it. And there is a shame that happens. With me, no shame, survivor. 
Okay, so, whew. all right. So I've I've kind of put this in three categories of attempted rapes. I've I've chosen a few. I'm I'm not gonna. Th- I mean, sure. We'd be here all night. Um, attempted <sighs> rapes. Second category, my witnessing of rape, and third category is the one rape that. Um, it went all the way with me of, of what happened. So, um, attempted. Um, there's one where, um, coming home. Now, this is when I'm in high school and understand two things. One, we hitchhike all the time. I mean, people now look at hitchhiking like you're asking for it, you know, and it's dangerous and everything else. Back in the 60s, that's how we got around. Yeah. It, you didn't, it, there was no stigma to it. Everybody, you, you put out your thumb and you hitch your ride. Um, the other thing to know is when I say I was naive, I was really naive because Nobody ever talked about sex. If there was, I remember one time when I was pretty young, 10, 11, um, there had been, what I now know, there had been a rape of a girl in my neighborhood. But it was only whispered that she was attacked. Okay. So to your mind, attacked means you're beaten up. Yeah, jumped. Yeah. Yeah. So that we didn't... It just never came. The word rape wasn't even said out loud. We didn't know what it was. Right. You know, as teenagers. <laughs> so, um, okay, attempted one. This this one is, these aren't too bad. Um, coming back from Worcester, I was with uh, my girlfriend. We were hitchhiking. We had been to a party in Worcester um, and hitchhiking to get back to, I lived in Westboro then, so it was, you know, a 15-mile ride we needed. Sure. Um, which was pretty easy because Westboro was on its way to Boston, so you could get rides from people who were heading to Boston. They'd drop us off, you know, even if it was a, then a mile walk home. That's nothing. Yeah. Um, so get in. Um, I'm in the back seat with this with this guy. It was There were two, I'd say older, I mean like 19, 20-year-olds, you know, that's great, fine, whatever. My girlfriend got in the front seat, I got in the back seat, and um, we start off, you know, talking, hey, you know, how's, how's it hanging, you know? <laughs> um, and then the guy in the back seat started um, grabbing at my clothes and groping me and, and, you know, trying to grope me. And I I'm, I get angry, and I, I fight back, so I... I grabbed his throat and I said, get your fucking hands off me. You know, I mean, I didn't use the word fuck then because I didn't, st- I didn't start saying fuck until I was in college. <laughs> get your goddamn hands off me. You know, like, <laughs> all right, I'm, who knows? You know, you get your stinking hands off or whatever. Yeah. And I grabbed his <laughs> throat. But what ma- what happened is that that made him even angrier and, uh, you know, after I was fighting him off, and he grabbed my throat and started strangling me. Oh, no. And I, it was, I couldn't get his hands off, and I di- I felt, I went, I'm passing out, I'm, I'm going. And I, I went, 
what what might work, what might work. And I said, cry, cry. So I started, I forced the tears, but I was scared too. Yeah. And so I started crying, and when he saw the tears, he stopped. Really? That and mean... Yeah. So uh, he said, I, I thought that maybe you were like a trampy person. I didn't realize that you really didn't want this. Yeah, but to, it's strangling. And, and, a, and to a stranger, because, uh, and yeah, yeah. and strangling. So, Jesus. I, you know, it's like pull over. And I was yelling for, I mean, in the in the front seat, and my girlfriend was like trying to, you know, yeah. help me and stuff like that. The guy is still driving, you know, he's kind of laughing. Oh, my God. What's going on? So, um, pull over, you know, getting us out. And the guy, all right. Which like, is like, is a, is a sign that it's not the first time he's done that to somebody. No, I know. But. Yeah. If if he's saying if I thought you were if you're a bad girl, if then that means you want it all the time from anybody. So get a load of this. Get out and he he said he got out too and he said, I'm so sorry. I just I didn't realize you're such a nice person. Can I have your number? Are you <laughs> joking me? <laughs> he asked for my phone number because since I was a good girl uh, he wanted to date me. Yeah, but that's not how. All right, this. But do you see what I mean? It, it, the, the, the psychology the, the of psychology like the psychology of this is. Oh, I, I, I we, went from it was like, you're either a virgin or a hooker. Yeah, yeah. You're a nice girl or a bad girl. And, and you know, the, the problem's not with him. It's just the approach. Okay, and, so and that Jesus. Yeah. All right, so that's <clears throat> that's one circumstance. Um, another attempted rape. Okay, I was in uh, in Boston. This is college, and we had finished a performance. So I had like makeup on, you know, eyelashes and this and that. My apartment was about a block and a half from the school. But okay. th- again, this was down Hemingway Street. It, it, it's you know a seedy area, but. We were so used to walking it. Yeah. And I went, all I have to do is get home. So, you know, uh, apartment doors, you have the main door that you sh- you have to get buzzed in usually. Mm-hmm. And then this particular door, you didn't have to shut it yourself. You'd, you'd open the door with your key, uh, just go upstairs or go to your, go, head to your apartment and the door would close by itself. So you'd always hear a boom, you know, of the door closing. Uh- and locking. So um, I get to my apartment. I have my dance bag. But I did have these eyelashes on, you know, and heavier makeup, stage makeup. So, but I didn't. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I, I know, mean, as far but as. It's like, does she, does she look like a hooker? I don't know. Anyway, or, no, no, but this is, this is directly from the school. I, I I don't buy and, that people would and walking briskly with a dance bag. Yeah, you know, and, that's not. And again, even even then, even wearing heavy makeup is not any kind of an invitation. Yeah, like yeah, and it's your whole demeanor. Yeah, you know? yes. So what happened is I I opened the door, the the downstairs door. My apartment was on the second floor, and the stairs were right in front of in front of you as you as you enter, and I get. Um, I got about halfway up the stairs, and I went, the door didn't close. 
all of a sudden, this guy, he had on a, I remember, he had on a, a white, like, business shirt. You know, a white uh, long-sleeve button-down Just, yeah. shirt. Yeah, like a he had Oxford. a tie on. He had a black kind of coat on. Huh. And um, he was on me. Boom. Like Jesus that. I mean, Christ. he bolted up the stairs because he had, he had gotten in. Right. So he had been following me, which is another reason I go. He'd been he'd been following me maybe even from the school. Yeah. So yeah. He he jumped me and we fell down on the stairs, and once again I my I fighting. I turned to, I always go for the throat. <laughs> it's a good place to go. Um, so I went for his throat and I dug my fingers in. I, you know, just, just, I, I swear to God, I could have torn his, his larynx. Yeah. I mean, I was that. And the other thing that had already happened with the, you know, with the being choked. And I was like, yeah, this time I've got to get in there. I, yeah, I yeah, went yeah. under his shirt. It's like that tie is not going to stop me. Yeah, from it's no, no holding back. So I, and I was growling like an animal too. Instead of being, you know, quiet. Yeah, no, not it demure. Was, you know, I can't do it also totally cough for the next 10 minutes with a dry throat. So... He actually got scared, you know, and, I, and he ran away and ran outside. Well, I got up to my apartment, and I started shaking. I and I went have some tea, <laughs> and I made a cup of tea, and I had tea tea on the saucer, yeah. and it was. <laughs> my hand was shaking so badly; all of the tea was spilling out. Jesus. I couldn't even get a sip. Which I'm, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to say, Blue Lady is very delicate and tasty, and it has it nice little orange notes. It's, yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's that. I called my friend, and and you know, I said, and um, do you want me to come over? And I said, no, that's okay. You know, oh, I'll give you. An, actually, I just thought of this. This this is at the conservatory too. There was a a student who. This is the attacked bit. There was a student. Now we're eighteen, nineteen, twenty. At this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. We found out she she didn't she wasn't in school for like three days, and we found out that um, again not attacked. They used the word attacked. This person, this guy, broke into her apartment and kept her for three oh, no. days. Even like tying her up in her own underwear and stuff like that and making her soil herself while he's raping and stuff. It was, but again, they use the word attacked. Okay, another, another, another attempted was this is in Boston again. I swear, you know, it's funny. Boston is the most attempted rapey things. Uh, you had to really have your eyes and ears open. In New York City, that everybody, you know, says it's so dangerous, not once. Yeah. I mean, there were times it's like, well, I think I'm going to cross the street because somebody may be following me, or I'll, I think I'll not go home. I'm going to go into this store because yeah. someone's following me from the subway and stuff like that. It's your sixth sense. You right. Know, your city sense. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I'm, all right, I'm, it's, I'm walking to my dorm, and it was, it was wintertime, 
because it, I know it wasn't late at night, but it was dark out, so the street lights were on. Is it um, okay? Is it a difference of of businesses being open, of of there being more life, like that? I, what I know are you talking? Of Boston can close down at night more than New York, at least. No. Well. No, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think New York is so compact. No, I does. I mean, remember Boston is a is a. What does it have? A hundred and nine universities, schools, colleges. Um, it and this is the early seventies. Okay. We boarded the school boarded on Roxbury, but also like across the street from. The school was the Fenway. Uh, uh, further is Fenway Park. Sure. But the Fenway was swampy. Um, okay. It could be, you know, some parks type, but it, um, you know, I, I guess uh, people hanging out, sure. you know, uh, it whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm walking down the street and... I hear footsteps behind me. I didn't think too much of it, but I, the footsteps were coming closer, mm-hmm. and I, I like sped up my footsteps, and those footsteps sped up. So I was coming toward. You know how a street light makes a halo of light. Yes. On the ground. Yeah. I knew if if I could. Because I didn't want to turn around, but I went, if I can get to the other side of this halo, I'm going to see the shadow will be cast from behind me. So I don't know where I thought. very smart. I don't know know how I thought of it. So I watched like my, my, I'm right under the street light walking and I go and I see my shadow getting longer and sure enough, from behind, I see this shadow running. You know, oh no! And you know what I did? <laughs> Instead of running, I and I had never taken karate or anything like that, and no kind of. I stepped aside, so that he went tumbling That's... because he went like to jump on me. Yeah. And I stepped aside the last second, and he fell, and so I kicked him, kicked him, kicked him, <laughs> kicked him. I did. No, I kicked him, kicked him. And then I ran, you yeah. know, and I was able to get back but, to the dorm. So those are like three examples of attempted. You would have been attacks. a promising judo student. I don't. Again, no, I don't know but, how that. I don't know. Maybe an angel. Maybe told an angel, you, but you know. Okay, so witnessing. That's enough of attempted. Um, <laughs> witnessing. Okay, this is in high school. This I'm just giving. This is kind of giving you um, a cross section yeah. of things. In high school, um, I met a. I I said in another interview, we would go. We would have parties, mm-hmm. um, mostly like when a parent wasn't at home, but smaller parties. And I love to play poker. So <laughs> where um, you know there may be drinking or dancing in another room, you know, or whatever. I was always at the kitchen table, whatever dining room table, drinking beer. Yes, drink but I beer. never got messy drunk. Sure. I never, you know, I I drink, but I never, never. 
Even now, you see me that I don't, I know when to stop. I yeah. Mean, it's like, yeah. So playing poker, and there was one guy that, he was a high school kid. He was not very good looking. I remember he had, his acne was, was not under control. <laughs> He was he was strong. I think he was like football team or something like that. He had these like wide cherry colored lips. Um, <laughs> it's amazing the details that will be retained. But I don't. I never liked him that much. He's, you know the ones who always had their chest out. Yeah. You know, and his. I I never liked him that much. Anyway. Probably peaking in high school. All that. They um. There was one of the girls at the party. A year, year or two older than me, um, she started getting messy drunk. I mean, you know that it was like she's going to be on the toilet, either yeah, passed repeat, out or on the toilet. Repeating your words, starting to stumble, starting um, to yeah. yeah. So she, uh, I didn't. She, I didn't know it, but she went. I got to lie down, and she went up to a bedroom, not with anybody, just have to pass out. Yeah. So, this creepy guy, he stopped playing poker. And, you know, it's like, fine, you know, you go in, and, sure. in another room, whatever. And then I went, oh, I have to pee. And the bathroom was across from this particular bedroom where, I'm not going to say your name. Um, no, no names, but... I'll call her Cece, where Cece was... And I know the door was shut. You know, she had... Yeah, she's passing out at a party. Um, so I went, I have, to go to, I have to go to the bathroom. So I go up like these few steps, and I see that the bedroom door where Cece is passed out on the bed is partly open. I go in, and this creepy guy had his dick out. Oh, no. He had turned her over... Pulled down her oh, pants Jesus. and was going to was going uh, to rape this passed out girl. Yeah, I saw red. I again, I went for his throat. <laughs> <laughs> I went for his throat. You, you know, I didn't say fuck you, stinker. You know, or whatever, <laughs> like, whatever. I'd say, get off her. You know. Yeah. He was so mad. Of course, he was ready to, I mean, his blood was every, you know, right. yeah. he, he was ready to ram her. And, and so my stopping him put him into a rage and he tried to hit me, you know, oh but I just, I ran, I ran downstairs, you know, and I said, he's trying to rape her, he's trying to rape her. So uh -huh. the guys got up, picked him up, threw him out, you know, so I kind of saved her from getting raped. That's good. Um... But Jesus. Again, you know, it's like, what right do you think you have? What right do you think you have to do this to a passed out girl? High school. I don't get it. I don't get it. Go jerk off. Go go pay a prostitute. Go something else. Somebody who consents to the act. But anyway. All right, so... I'm going to take a sip. Hello. Uh, we, we had some technical issues, so I want to apologize to uh, my mom. There's uh, no problem. Things happen. But this is a, a 
serious episode, so uh, it's it's the wrong episode for the microphone to cut out and need to restart the computer. Um, but in any case... Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll go... I'll pick up where I left off. Yeah. This is another... This is an observed rape that was horrendous. Okay, this, this is a little bit of a story. All right. I'm going to call my friend. We were both 15 years old. I'm going to not use her real name. I'll call her Dee Dee. I'm mean, CC and Dee Dee. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dee Dee. This um, one's E.E. So we were, I think I started telling this story a little bit. Um, we were, and I've told this story to you too, I think. Um, uh, I've heard some of these. Some of them I have not heard. Okay. Um, we were, it was Memorial Day weekend. We were hitchhiking, we're 15, we're um, hitchhiking down to Cape Cod to join our boyfriends, our group of friends, that type of thing. They were already down there. And um, it was, we had lied to each other's parents saying we were spending the night at the each others, other's house. Which somehow works it sometimes. It was... Um, a freezing, it was, it was a nasty Memorial Day, pouring rain. Um, and we were going down just for the Saturday and Sunday and coming back on Sunday. We were just going down overnight. That's why our friends were, they had already gone down on Friday. Um, we were going to get a ride back, but we needed to get down to the Cape. Um, so we, this is from Westboro, which is about 30 miles outside of Boston, to the west, so you have to go toward Boston and then head what about an hour and a half down to yeah. Cape Cod. We were going to Hyannis. Um, anyway, okay, so we started. Uh, this is in the morning. We're, now, important to know, the two of us had long blonde hair. I mean, like down to our elbows, type or below. Long, both of us Very long blonde hair. We start hitchhiking, and uh, this car pulled over. It was like a rust-colored, maroony, um, a sedan. And again, this is when cars weren't. Are you cold? I'll turn the heat. I am a little. Cold. Don't worry. Don't worry. I just um, put my jacket on. I'm okay. So, um, well, you can pop the button. Well, don't up. worry about my. Okay. Um, I keep the house at fifty-nine. <laughs> I, I was trying to do that all clandestine. <laughs> clandestine. Um, Okay, so like a Maroonie car, and this is when it was sedan, it's pre-bucket seats, so it's one big seat across the front, with because um, the shift was on the steering wheel. Yeah. Um, Middle-aged guy, seemed, looks like a, a car salesman type, I mean, with a jacket and tie, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. Um, but maybe a little shabby. I sat in the, oh God, I can't remember, I'm... Was I in the middle? Yes, I was in the middle, and Dee Dee was sitting shotgun by the window. And I remember Cousin Brucey, the radio was on, playing all the hits, and we're going along. And um, all of a sudden, he takes his hand, his right hand, and he puts it on my knee. <laughs> then he starts sliding his hand up my leg. And Debbie and I were like, we were blowing smoke rings. And I mean, we, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we were smoking cigarettes. And, and it's a, it's a party weekend. You know? <laughs> and 
the hand starts going up, and Debbie Debbie looked over. I looked down. You went. I'm elbowing, seeing the hand going Jesus. up, up, my <laughs> up toward you know my nether regions, and we you know we went stop, you know, batted him. Yeah. You know, and pull over. We got out. The guy was. I mean, he was kind of a chicken, I guess, you know. Okay, but like, okay, I, I want to say very quickly, I don't understand how there are people that are, are too nervous to even talk to girls, and then there are some guys that are so bold as to do that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, I, that blows my mind, that there, it, it can be such a, a, a variance I'll tell you the truth. Uh, this guy seemed more like somebody who was afraid to talk to girls. L- kind of a, not a nerd, but kind of a loser, yeah. you know? And so getting these two chicks in the car, maybe he thought he could... I don't know. Maybe... Get, or that we were asking for it. But again, this is when everybody hitchhiked. All right. So we get out of the car. We have our we have suitcases, little tourister suitcases, you know? And we were on, we walked our way to Route 128, which, so we're toward, we're heading, we're heading, we could, Route 128 was a um, big highway that you then head, can head down to the Cape. Okay. So we're, oh, we're, you know, the thumbs out, again, we're drenched from head to toe, and it was so cold, all the cars passing us by, passing us by, then... A big semi-truck pulled over, waved us in. Um, Do you want to, you know, do you want to ride? Where are you going? Now, this is a guy, I'd say, maybe between 25 and 30 years old. He had black hair, kind of combed like Elvis, you know, a little bit of ducktail. A little bit of ducktail. He had on a flannel shirt. His sleeves were rolled up to his elbows. Um, a good, good-looking, good-looking guy. I mean, he, he, you know, just strong, you know, whatever. Didn't look dangerous in any way. The only weird thing that marred his looks was um, he had, like, a, his teeth were a little bit rotten, mm. and he had a hole in the the middle of his front tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not horrible. I and mean, when I say rotten, just kind of like when you know along the all right. You know when you see a meth head, yeah. and a, along the gums you see a little bit of the the rot yeah. starting to happen. Yeah. Okay, so we we climbed up a, into the the cab, and um, you know we told him we were going down to the Cape. He said, "I can take you there all the way. Um, I just need to." It was a quick stop right at the top of Rhode Island to because he had to drop off the whole back part. Sure. And then he'd have just the cab. Yeah. So we were like, this is great. Now, one thing I didn't mention that's kind of, well, for anybody listening, if anybody in a, if you ever get into a semi with people with a, that you don't know, <laughs> not that you're going to, but... There is a compartment behind the seat where you can store your bags. Mm. Don't ever store <clears throat> bags back there because you can't escape. If you if you care about what's in your bag, you can't escape quickly. You can't get to it. 
So we were in the cabin. We're kind of marveling. I mean, there's like, they have like a bed up above. And, oh, wow. you know, it was warm. He he stopped at um, the roadside restaurant on the highway. He bought us some something warm that's, to, you know, coffee. Nice. It's fun. Um, we had, it, it was really fun. He was a great talker. He, very nice. We thought we had like totally lucked out. So we get to this place in Rhode Island. He drops the back. I did notice that he was off to the side talking to the guys at the this truck place and looking back at us and laughing. Huh. And, you know, again, just that little thing inside went, yeah, but not enough to 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 say, Didi, let's not. It just was, huh? Yeah. So we get back in the cab and we get on Route Six, which, as you're heading down to the Cape, this is now a two lane road. It used to be two lane, uh, two lanes heading south, two lanes heading north, um, but smaller, and it starts to get into, um. There aren't. There are no like restaurants and stuff like that. It is starts the some sand dunes and it's rather remote until sure. you can get to where you cross over the bridge and then you're heading into Hyannis, Hyannis and all of that stuff. So it's remote. So he all of a sudden there was a little tiny dirt road off Mm-mm. to the side. And he all of a sudden slows down and pulls into this dirt road. And we said, what are you doing? He went, um, I have to take a pee. And now, growing up with three older brothers, yeah, and uh, even if we would always stop by the highway, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom, you'd get out. And so it didn't, it didn't. It's a lot easier than a bottle. Anything. So he, uh. He pulls it's behind where you couldn't see from the highway. This this dirt road, almost like not a quarry, but it was sand dooney. Yeah. And um he stops the thing and he doesn't get out. He I'm sitting next to him, again, long blonde hair, quick as a quick as anything. Pretty and young. He grabbed my hair. And wrapped it around his fist, you know, so it was pulling. Yeah. And he took out a wrench. A wrench? And he put it up to my head, and he said, I've been nice to you, now you're going to be nice to me. Oh, no. I'm a virgin. And so the word attack was in. So I'm thinking he's going to beat us up. I didn't oh, even man. go to, to to rape. I didn't. So I said, I said, <laughs> my, my psychological. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where. I said, um, you must have had a terrible childhood. <laughs> to, to think that you can beat up girls. Why are you doing this? You know, I tried to like. Tell me about tell me about your childhood. Like I'm gonna psychoanalyze and we'll we'll talk about this this and then you know (laughs) we'll we'll be able to ease out of this situation. 
And he said, shut up! Oh, no. I, I think he struck a chord, though. I know. I, th- I think maybe, maybe he did have a wrong, terrible... The wrong chord. Because then he he took the... I mean, he, like, jabbed the wrench mm. into my head. Mm. And again, he's still holding my hair all, you know, wrapped. Yeah, you can't so do... So I couldn't, I couldn't move. And um, I said... Go ahead and kill me. Kill me. I, you, you can kill me. I will not do anything for you. You know, go ahead. Smash my skull in. I, I was just, if you think I'm going to give in to you for any reason. And he said, I'll fucking kill you. You know, and I went, do it. Go ahead. Well, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Now, Debbie was not a virgin. She had an older boyfriend and, and you know, yeah. whatever. And she, she said, Tina. I'll do whatever he wants. And she actually said to me, you're a virgin. I don't want him. I don't want your first time to be this. Oh, God. So the truck driver, he didn't care. We weren't going to say her name. Oh, sorry. Too late. Okay. Dee Dee. So, um. No last name. It's fine. What, what he did is he, you know, the front of a truck is big. He grabbed and switched us around and Debbie moved in close I mean she she moved in he took me he leaned over opened the door and threw me out oh my god and that those things are high I went sprawling into the dirt and then he reached behind he took the bat our suitcases and Debbie was just absolutely frozen still crying just, I mean, just resigned. That's... So he threw the bags out at me, slammed the door, and no, it's still raining. And this image I will never forget in my entire life because the wind, you know, he was with the huffing and puffing. The window started streaming up, I mean, steaming up. And so, the and the rain was coming down. So it looked like, honest to God, it's like the the sky was crying on this window, the same way that Debbie was crying inside, and I was crying, and I, you know, it's I saw her hand come up and you know reach on the glass, with her fingers going down. So it's all of this. The downfall. The down. The down. So, um, after a few minutes, I'm pounding on the door, you know, but of course he locked it. I'm pounding, let her go, let her go, let her go. I couldn't see in, but let her go. And again, I was ready to die. I, I Kill me. Go ahead, fuckhead. So, after a few minutes, the door opens. He throws Dee Dee out. <sighs> Her pants are down, her underwear down around her ankles. I mean, she's naked from the waist down. He starts laughing. Starts the thing. His, the, the, the truck cab, laughing. He even rolled down, he turned around, rolled down his window. My last image of him was just laughing and laughing as he drove away. So... You know, Debbie and I held each other. I helped her get dressed because she was so 
She was like a zombie. I don't know what he did to her. I don't know. I don't know what he did to her. I don't know if you, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we walked back out to the highway. It's still raining. We have to keep hitchhiking. After both of these things. So a car pulls over. Get a load of this one. It's off-duty policemen. We can't tell what just happened because then our parents would find out. We couldn't tell what happened. So we had to pretend like everything was just hunky-dory. Oh, my God. They start making, like, off-colored jokes and stuff. And we were like... Oh, great. Are we going to... Now the police are going to rape or do, I don't know, attack us yeah. again? Yeah. They didn't. They got us to the hotel Yeah, but where we were staying. Debbie left with her boyfriend. And I I had, you know, with my boyfriend and, you know, the friends. They get a load of this. That night, again, we didn't tell anybody. Yeah. That night, now, this is something to understand, too. We, <clears throat> we would make out for hours. Yeah. That's what it was. Kiss, for, like, you would be kissing for two hours. Face is red. I, yeah. I remember high school it before. It truly is first base, second base, third base. You know, we would only go to first base, which is kissing. <laughs> second base is feeling up your breasts. Yeah. Third base is feeling up every place. Yeah. And fourth is all the way. As yeah. defined by Seinfeld. Yeah. So, um, no, but that's what we, no, was, that's what we were taught. Yes, it was, was, it's been like that for a long time. So first base, we would, you know, so my boyfriend and I, he was a couple of years older than I, we were making out, we making out, and we're in the motel room, but I'm not, we always like stayed in each other motel rooms, you know, we'd share because none of us had enough money. <laughs> so, you know, there'd be like five or six, you know, guys, girls, not anything sex. You just, you make out some maybe, but then you fall asleep. Yeah. So we're on the bed. Everybody else leaves. And we're making out. And then he starts trying to take my clothes off. And I said, no. I, I You know, I don't, do, not even feeling, it's like you're not even feeling me up. And he started saying, now this is, I'm thinking of truck driver too. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm still, yeah. I, I swear I was probably in still. shock. So... He said, the first person you do it with is the person you'll love your whole life. I've never done it before either. Ha ha. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm not buying this. So I said, no, I'm not going to. And he went, then get the fuck out of the bed. Seriously. I slept in the chair oh by the side of the bed that night. The next day... Um, get up we met with the friends and, and that's who we were getting a ride home and the weather was stinky so it was okay we're, we're just going to head back yeah. right away Debbie stayed with her boyfriend and they were in a different place so we I'm in the back seat it, my, my boyfriend wouldn't talk to me because I didn't let him do it <laughs> there's a girl sitting next to him in the front seat I'm in the back seat, you know, with other other friends. All of a sudden, 
I see her head go down his left. Her head disappears oh. toward him. Oh, my God. She gives him a blowjob. And he's laughing and, like, would look back at me of, you Legit. know. Yeah, I get, I get it when I want it, type thing, and wow. you're, you're a nothing. I, so, that, so, <laughs> got back home. Now the shame, again, can't tell anybody. Not only would get in trouble With because your it who, would be. Yeah, we were hitchhiking. We asked for it. Um, we knew that we wouldn't be allowed to hang out together anymore. Right. We, it, it just was, we got it. If we want our freedom, even if they're concerned, they'll want to be with us all the time. They want to chaperone. They want to protect right. too much. So for this horrible thing, you don't tell anybody. And what was awful is Debbie and I never talked about it. But from then on, we drifted apart. We just Things we, we stopped being. That makes sense. We were in the same school and everything, and we're still only sophomores, fifteen. And we just couldn't be with each other it anymore. Couldn't help it. And we remind each dear, other of it. Yeah, yet not talk about it. It it just it was. That was awful. Yeah. That was awful. I'm gonna get upset again. No, that's that's horrendous. It's every every step. Anyway, all right. How much time do we have? Uh, ten minutes. Okay. Plus. So this whatever. is the rape that succeeded. Okay, I'm twenty years old. I'm working in the rhinoceros, the high end nightclub in Boston. Um. No, I was twenty. I could work serving drinks, but I couldn't drink until I was 21. True. Just, just so, you know, because that'll come in later. All right, so there was, there was a really good-looking guy. He was, I think, prematurely gray. You don't like the look of movie. I mean, he had, like, movie star good looks, slender... Um, he, he did have silvery gray hair, perfectly cut suits. He would come in a lot. We had really high clientele. Like I said, that's yeah. what Bobby Orr would come and stuff like that. Um, really high clientele. And over a few weeks, we we started talking. You know, I first was waiting on him, and then if he wasn't at my table or whatever, we would just chat. Sure. He was... Really cool, um, really nice, you know, and I was attracted to him, and, and uh, he was attracted to me, but really nice. So he asked me out on a date. And this, is, again, it's not a one-night stand. This is, I at least 15 times chatting and yeah, yeah you know and like he would he'd wait and sometimes afterwards you know he'd stay and talk so it wasn't just i'm on my best behavior as waitress you know like a little crush developing and then, yeah, yeah yeah the way you meet you know, the way you meet people because we didn't that's the way you'd meet people back then <laughs> face to face so he asked me out he said would you like to go out to eat one night after work 
that'd be great. It's not going out for a drink because I can't drink. So I'm thinking we're going out to a late dinner someplace. Sure. So I got changed. I had pantyhose on and I had a, a mini dress on, but not a not like... N- I mean, I had so many dresses that, you know... You show the the little bottom parts, I'm guessing. No, not, no, not no, that no, many. never that. Not that never many. That. That's too many. Nope, it, but, I mean, top of your thighs. But this was more like mid-thigh. Um, I remember the exact dress. It was a paisley type thing. Um, anyway, so he gets his car. It's this gorgeous car with leather bucket seats and stuff you know when I went oh my god he must have money too you know um again I wasn't one for money clouding my eyes but it it just kind of it kind of it was kind of like okay so he's he he's probably a lawyer because we're in the government center financial district you know so he's up and up yeah it just made me you know so we're driving. I don't know where we're going to go to, to dinner. Um, and all of a sudden, he takes a turn, and we end up in the Boston Railroad Yards. Oh, no. We're talking desolate. Yeah. And all these old train cars and stuff and rail, rail, railways. No one is down there. Uh-huh. And this is about one, two o'clock in the morning. I said, what are we, why are we here? And he went, I'm going to show you something. I have, I have my own railroad cars. Okay. And I know he has money, but I'm like, oh my God, this is desolate. This is, okay. Oh. And he said, I, even if I, I wasn't scared yet. I was just, on edge. Right. I just want to show you these. They're so cool. They're all redone on the inside. And then we'll go to dinner afterwards. And I went, okay, so let's do the tour. You know, in my head, just do the tour. We'll get out of here. Boom. So we go in. It was three cars put together. And uh, we go in. And truly, I mean, all this leather wood paneling, it was unbelievable one like one car like and so they so they were redone yeah so, so like that part's true on okay. the outside you know they look like regular railroad cars it's like when you see the old movies of the you know with the velvet and yeah. stuff like that but this was all modern totally redone i was i was really impressed sure that, that sounds impressive um and it wasn't like one was a bedroom it was like Sitting off in and... parlor rooms, one like a little kitchen thing, you know, and uh, we end up back in the kitchen thing, and in my head, though, I'm still thinking, okay, the tour is done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you it's know, still this creepy. Was, this is, I just feel too alone yeah. down here, but he, he wasn't talking weird or anything, but then he turns around. And uh, he said, I'm going to fuck you. Ah. I said, no, no, you know. He grabbed me. Up, he he like, he went up my dress. And he 
grabbed the top of my pantyhose and started pulling down. And Gabe, this is one that I went, if I, where I fought in every other situation, I went, if I fight, he can kill me. This, I have no place to run. I, this is the railroad yards. I mean, desolate. So I went, just God help me with this. So he he pulled down my pantyhose. It wasn't even like sedu- seducing. Yeah. It was, okay, this is right. Business. This yeah. is... Yanked my my pantyhose and my underwear down. So, but not off my feet. It's when you have pantyhose down by your ankles. Yeah, it's like a tight pair of pants. It's like being bound. And he threw me back, and he pushed down on my feet so that my legs opened, and he raped me. And all I kept thinking was. You can enter my body, you can't enter my brain. You can enter my body, you cannot enter my brain. It, it, in that, I, my, I have to let this happen for my own life. You will not destroy me. You can enter my body, you can't enter my brain. In other words... You're not gonna fuck up my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he finishes, he thinks he's had a great time. And I went, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not I need to be nice because I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So I pulled everything back up and I I said, you know, I'm not that hungry. I'm I think I just wanna go home now. Sure, we can go out to eat. No, it's getting late. I didn't want to mention what just happened. It's like, I just got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So he dropped me off at home, at back at my apartment at the school. And I, uh, I did a douche. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I never felt so scummy. Yeah. But I did not feel guilty. For letting him do it, because it was a choice. It, it was like, this one's... It seems like the rest were cowards who who could be fought off. Or, no, there was a circuit. There was, there's going to be a store. It's possible that somebody can hear me yell. Yeah. It's, there's other apartments. There's, yeah. there's something else. This was so... And where I was, 50, when I was 15, you know, five years earlier with the truck driver, I was ready to die, right. but Dee Dee was there too, and it just, and I was so young and naive then. Right, right. And the highway was over the dune, you know, this was, there's nothing now, maybe because I wasn't a virgin anymore or anything like that, you know, I'd had a few a few boyfriends that I knew what the act was. I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, Hopefully but... let it be just that and not something, you know, horrible. So, get, it's time for us to finish, but get a load of this. Man, I swear to God, I'm so fucking stupid. 
he had my phone number, you know. He calls me the next day to ask me out again. Do you really think, are you so disillusioned, de delusional, that you think I want, I had a good time? Yeah. You fucking rich bastard son of a, so. Scum. He would come in to the club. Of course, you know, I had to keep working. Never told anybody. He uh, would come into the club, and I just totally ignored him. Again, it was, it, you know, I, I think I said, get the fuck out of my life. Yeah. You know, I was saying fuck by then. Oh. You know, but I, but I didn't, again, you can enter my body, but you can't enter my brain. I didn't want him to even have the satisfaction of my acknowledging yeah. what happened. You are dead to me. Yeah. You are, I mean, you're dead. And I'm not going to explain anything why. Just, you are now dead. So, so are we at, yeah, yeah uh, we're so, way past probably. No, no, that's right on time, but uh, I thank you for being so open and honest with that. Well, again, it, this is so... You know, you look back at your ancestors and you may think that they're holier than thou and this and that. No. Shit happens. And it's gonna... as if, if, if For women, it's gonna happen. In some way, in the family coming up, something's gonna happen because this... this, uh, this, this Genetic malfunction of rape has been from, I swear, the cavemen, and I don't think it'll ever go away because it has to do with urges, with power, and the fact that there's still that thing of boys will be boys, and men think, soldiers, they think they deserve it. That's part of their, you know... And the bloodlust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we're different beings. We, I mean... Women and men are different. Now, I'm not saying women can't be cruel. Those Nazi guards, those female Nazi guards are just awful. Oh, oh, worse than the men sometimes. Anyway. Um, I, okay. I want to apologize for starting this all off with an X-Man joke, by the way. I've been thinking about that the whole time, and I felt terrible. No, we <laughs> need humor. A little bit. Without humor, life is not worth living without humor. It puts things in perspective. It's hard for me to I could I could tell the rape attempts with humor, if with dark humor if I wanted to. But this subject I I have a hard time no, because the, the last right two angle, are too You know what? I mean it it's it's never affected me as far as Function, a functioning human being. I never thought of myself as a victim. Again, it's... Can't control your mind. It is. You are a warrior. Yeah, you can't control my mind. But, um... I just lost my train of thought. I think it's, the specificity it's and... Yeah, thank you, okay. everyone, and cheers. Right, so... Oh. I can <laughs> still re I can still feel the fe fear and the anger. Yeah. Anger, anger. That's why it's hard for me to be funny about it. No, you don't need to be funny about that. No. Okay. All right. Anyway, I love you. Cheers. Love you, Mom.